Yo, what's up, ladies and G's? Hey, before you tune into this episode, I wanted to reach out and let you all know that I greatly appreciate the love and support, especially those who've been rocking with me since day one. I want to say thank you for your patience over this past week, as I did not post this past Friday nor Monday due to this exclusive collaboration I wanted to put together for all of you. I wanted to raise the bar, or what we like to call it here on the station, right? Level up when it comes to providing value. So I'm definitely excited to release this new episode. I know we'll definitely make up for this past week. I have a special, special guest on today's episode. She is a millennial brand strategist and founder and CEO of Boss Babe. She was named top 100 most creative people in business by Fast Company Magazine and has been featured in Forbes Magazine as well. She speaks and writes about creativity and philosophy and culture across multiple platforms. And today she's going to be explaining what it takes to go from zero to 100 real quick as an entrepreneur and how she went and built one of the leading communities for feminist female entrepreneurs with over half a million on Instagram and growing. All I'm going to say is if you're ready to level up, the time is now. Let's get it. Are you ready? Level Up Daily, the hottest podcast for self-growth with interviews from the hottest celebrities. Told her to level me up, told her to level me up, yeah. Now, your host, DeAndre Evans. Told her to level me up, told her to level me up, yeah. It's time to level up. Now level up. What's up, ladies and G's? In this episode of Level Up Daily, we're going to be speaking with the original Boss Babe, a millennial leading strategist for brands all over the world. She is a creative philosopher and much, much more. Help me welcome the beautiful and talented Miss Alex Wolf. Hey, Alex, how you doing? I'm good. Thank you for having me on. Hey, absolutely. I'm glad to hear that. I'm definitely excited again to have you on the podcast today. Uh, I just wanted to say thank you for taking time on your day to do so. I greatly appreciate it. Um, I know a lot of our listeners are definitely excited as well. Uh, they've been blowing up my IG feed, my Facebook statuses, like, yo, who, who's on this episode coming up? They're definitely excited. I've been dying to hear from you and see who the special guest was. And I know they're going crazy. So I uh, can't wait to kick off this episode with you. And um, now, personally, just diving into some things, I know that you're not just only, you know, one of the most leading millennial strategists amongst the world right now. Um, but you're also a pioneer when it comes to, you know, branding for millennials out there. And overall, you are you are the original boss, babe. Like, I know a lot of people don't know <laughs> right now. And I keep saying it. They're like, well, who is the boss? Like, they were like, what? And some people may know. They'd be like, oh, okay. But eventually they'll catch on. But, uh, you know, you created this movement for a lot of young, you know, feminine and talented women that are, you know, getting it out here and becoming bosses. And, you know, personally, just diving into a little bit about me, but, um as far as growing up around like a whole bunch of females around me who were like hustlers, right? And I know my mm -hmm. sisters, Cynthia and Jenny, who two of the hardest workers that I know personally, right. and they are the definition of impeccable in my eyes. Right. And just to see, you know, a woman such as yourself hold the same value and at the same time are able to deploy that out into the world. I think that's really cool. And I definitely commend you for all that you do. I definitely wanted to let you know that up front for sure. Thank and you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I know a lot of our listeners right now are curious to know. They're like, OK, Dre, stop talking. Let's hear, you know, her. Let's see what's going on. So uh, if you don't mind, I would love to, you know, open up the floor to you and have that that one on one conversation to just let the audience know, like, who are you? You know, get your backstory, you know, how you got started. And if you yeah. don't mind, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your upbringing? Of course. So um, I. I'm a millennial, obviously, and I grew up with a lot of computers 
home as a young child. So mm. growing up with computers now is normal because they're everywhere. But in the early 90s, it wasn't as common. And so I got on the internet before all my friends. That. So I've been playing with the computer, like making lights and doing all types of like digital creative stuff since I was a kid. And um, when I turned about 20, 21, I started a brand on Instagram before Instagram had a lot of brands. Cause you know, Instagram used to just be for like photos of you doing something right in the moment. Like yeah. when you were like out somewhere, you would take the picture and you upload it to Instagram. Right. So in 2018, I was one of the people who I think of other ways to use Instagram and uploading quotes about being a feminine businesswoman. And there were a lot of uh, mm -hmm. motivation accounts but they were all very masculine they were just like lamborghinis and lions and you know <laughs> yeah yeah that still, like that. <laughs> still like that yeah. um and so boss babe was something i started and <clears throat> it was the first time i saw these motivational like quotes but with that female perspective and so the account went viral and um it just grew into this brand and it I eventually figured out ways to monetize it and mm. just turn it into this cultural statement that I think has influenced, um, you know, so much of like what we see in, in popular culture today. Yeah. And um, after like, I don't know, maybe a year and a half of running it, I was tired of running it and I wanted to do something else. And, you know, also mm -hmm. to keep in mind, I was very young when I started it. I didn't know it was going to turn what it, in, what it turned into. I didn't know it was going to be this big thing. Mm -hmm. And so I was very overwhelmed, you know, as much as I mm -hmm. loved business and as ambitious as I was, mm -hmm. I was overwhelmed, with, you know, having, I'm sure, you know, having a business is a lot right. of responsibility. <laughs> Absolutely. <And laughs> I was like, wait, <laughs> yeah. I think I want to do something else. And yeah. uh, thankfully, I'm so lucky to find a team to run it and eventually was able to sell it. And now I am just focusing mm -hmm. on writing, um, just published my first book in April. Nice. Um, and a lot of it has to deal with that story of how I think my first brand went viral and understanding how using human nature in a way that's honorable and not against itself. Because so much, I'm sure we'll talk what's <laughs> happening with yeah. social media is that are using their people are using human nature against themselves instead of using it for and so the whole methodology in approaching marketing and advertising is how do you honor people's attention and time so that they feel compelled to be a part of your brand and share your brand i have sort of this loving relationship with my audience my readers on social media i interact every day i'm very vocal about my opinions yeah. thoughts on on technology and culture and it's right. i'm very happy, very happy i'm here absolutely that's that's <laughs> so awesome I'm like instagram to me that's like my home like i live there mm -hmm. <laughs> like mm -hmm. instagram is like where everything pops off and it's just like the place to be because it's so much going on especially with the updates and everything recently it's just crazy Right. So, it, yeah. It, yeah, it's the place to be. <laughs> but uh, I know you touched up on it briefly, and I just wanted to, you know, capitalize on that. But I know you said you started Boss Babe, you went into it as far as the process goes. But what really inspired you to do it? Like, what was the trigger that said, uh, outside of, like, you know, people probably reaching out to you? Was it something else along those lines? or? Um, I, it was the beginning of me to believe in my ability to spot trends. Mm -hmm. So I saw a trend happening where I was like, wait, 
there's something different about this generation that's not like the generation before. Mm-hmm. We're not going to want to sacrifice our the way we um, express ourselves aesthetically in the name mm-hmm. of like business or professionalism. And it's not just for feminine women. I think millennials in total have a hard time like, you know, mm-hmm feeling like the way we present ourselves or express ourselves. So I saw that for women, you know, and especially this was like the Instagram influencer was even starting to see, like it mm-hmm. wasn't even real, really a thing. Mm-hmm. And I, and I mm-hmm. saw that, oh, like I can see this, this is going to be a trend. Yeah. And so I just invested in that trend and I was really passionate. About it. I saw myself as being a part of this trend. So nice. yeah. Nice. So that was the real, definitely. That's, that's awesome. Like, I love that, especially, like I said, today's economy, like a lot of women, especially because I have a lot of women listeners and I know they're probably tuning in like, oh, my God, it's the bomb dot com right now. <laughs> we got <laughs> Alex Wolf on. She's about to spit so much game and knowledge. So I know they're definitely excited. And to hear that backstory, you know, to get that perspective on someone who, you know, grew a, a big brand and decided to, you know, uh, take a different route in the sense of moving forward. So I definitely, definitely respect that because, I mean, you know, life's life's short, right? You got to try everything. You got to taste it all. Yeah, and, you got to uh, do what's right. You got to do what's right for you. Absolutely. Definitely, definitely. And uh, with that being said, as far as trials and tribulations, I know you say you transition into, you know, from running Boss Bay to stepping down, you and your team, selling it, and, and transitioning into becoming a writer and an author. Uh, what, what was the, any, like, any trials and tribulations, like, as far as running the company prior to making that decision? Because I know that you had to take a step down, right? Make that transition into it. Was there any trials and tribulations? If so, how did you get through it? How did you keep grounded? Yeah, I think um, I think it was definitely, it's just like a mental switch, right? It's like yeah. something was telling me, hey, you started a boss, babe. You can't not be a boss. Like this is, you, know, <laughs> you created this. Like yeah. you have to be the boss babe forever now. And so mm-hmm. I had to learn. And I would say it took me a good year to really like be able to, to turn that voice down Mm-hmm. And be able to say, look, I'm an artist and I created a brand and the brand is called Boss Babe. And that's not necessarily the essence of my being. It's just something mm-hmm. that I'm capable, that I was capable to create. Right. And I think that was probably the biggest hurdle is just that is giving myself permission to say, look, that is who you are. Mm-hmm. You have the right to change. And actually, I feel like any artist and any creative, it's a lesson that you have to end up learning because I believe that. I'm going to create something else, you know, move on from that. I think that's going to be, I think that's a natural pattern for creative people. Mm-hmm. And so I just had to, um, you know, let myself breathe and let myself live. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I definitely understand that to the fullest, <laughs> especially when you're going through those trials and tribulations. Like you got to take a step back sometimes and realize, you know, who you are in a sense and knowing what you want. And realizing, hey, what's the best play moving forward? Not just for me, but for those who are obviously rock with me and those who, you know, surround themselves with me and look up to me. So that's right. big. That's definitely big. And now, because I'm, I'm, I'm all, like, over the place. Like, mentally, I'm thinking of all these questions to ask, right? So, like, now, you know, as a creative, right? Because I know you're a creative person, a very talented woman who has basically the ability to make everything she touched into gold, right? Oh, <laughs> and, thank you. And I noticed that within the last two months, um, you just, you know, paying attention to your profile, seeing how you move that, like you said, you just released a book, right? Your first book? Mm-hmm. Perfect. And it's called Resonate, right? Yep. 
Excellent, excellent. So if you could tell us a little bit more about it, like what inspired you to become an author outside of, you know, running Boss Babe and to write this book that explains, which is the title itself, how anyone can build an audience? Yeah, um, well, I feel like I've always been an, a writer. Um, mm-hmm. And so again, it was just about allowing myself to let that manifest in my work. Mm-hmm. And uh, the book is, I would say, a collection of both like my personal stories, in addition to my ideology when it comes to how to connect and build an audience in today's time. Mm-hmm. And it really, it really focuses on the fundamentals of how, you know, it, it, it really comes down to can you have an emotional connection with people through your brand? And this could be a personal brand, this can be a faceless brand, but it really comes, it, I, I encourage people to not just go out there and make content for the sake of making content, yeah. but <laughs> to, to actually have like an intention and, and, you know, I think because, you know, there's so much loneliness happening in our culture due to, you know, the isolation of just happening through technology and in general, um, yeah. people want to feel connected to things. And so it's important that when we're out there and we're creating things Mm -hmm. that we think about this, that we take that into consideration because, um, you know, just in the book, I'm like, we have to stop making stuff for perfect people, perfect organized people. Like (laughs) so many of these brands like talk to the world as if we all have everything figured out. Mm. And I'm like, no one's going to connect to that. You have to talk to people understanding that everyone, something, everyone Mm -hmm. wants a relief everyone wants like something that's going to make them feel accepted mm-hmm. instead of like all this energy putting being put into people and pressuring them to like feel like they should be better or they're not good enough already you know? yeah yeah definitely yeah. definitely so during that time you know you're making a transition writing a book becoming an author where you were like receiving a lot of messages and dms from everybody like how did you go from zero to 100 real quick right <laughs> like drake would say like basically within the business industry, how did you capitalize on the opportunity? Like, were you getting a lot of messages like that that helped create it and shape the book for the book resonate? Did, did you get a, a lot of DMs and messages reaching out to, Yeah, you know? people, people were excited to read it, which I'm very grateful for. Yeah. People were like, yo, when is it coming out? I can't wait, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. And I was just like, it's coming. So <laughs> I'm happy right. that I was able to deliver. Got you, got you. Okay, I love it, I love it. So when it comes to the book itself, how to build an audience when it comes to building an audience, whether, you know, it's working in retail, fast food industry, or just having a business on their own, you know, what do you think makes a winning brand versus those that fail? Um, I really think it comes down to two things, which is one I've already mentioned, which is the emotional. So mm-hmm. some like your favorite, whoever your favorite artist is, mm-hmm. you've had an emotional connection with them. Right. Either like laughter or tears or right. Something where it's like, that's my favorite artist because X, Y, and Z, right? And so that's definitely a part of a winning brand. It's not going to be the colors you use. It's not going to be your logo. It's not going to be, those things help, but they're not the fundamental part of what makes a winning brand. And then Mm. the second part I would say more specifically for today's time is identity. Mm. Because we have the internet, like you said, you live on Instagram, right? Instagram is sort of like this virtual reality that we all tap into. It's like a 24-7 party. Everyone's on it right now. Like, if we wanted to just, like, leave this and go on there, everyone's there, right? (laughs) Exactly. You can always count on that. Yeah. And the thing is that if you go into a party that has a billion people on it, 
you need to do something so that you know where your friends are, so that you know how to be identified, so that if there's someone cute at the party, you want to make sure the right person comes yeah. up to you. Yeah, you got to know so your dance I, moves. <laughs> exactly. And so I, that's where identity plays a role. Mm-hmm. And we are using brands, and this is something I don't think brands, most brands don't even understand right now, mm-hmm. is that millennials are using brands primarily to decorate our own identity. Mm. So in today's time, and, and brands have been doing this for a while. Like if you look at Converse, if you look at Polaroid, those are brands that understood this. And that's how, that's how um, successful this, this philosophy is. It does stand the test of time. But specifically today, where it's not, where we're not separated just by our geography, we're all somewhere at the same time digitally, we need, we need symbols and things to help give ourselves identity so we can say i'm a this kind of person i listen to this kind of music i wear these kinds of you know clothes i eat this kind of food all of these things make a statement because what are we doing when we're on instagram that's what we're doing we're telling the people Mm -hmm. hey these are the brands i associate with we might not know we're saying that and we might not mean to say that but that's really what it all boils down to so if I'm asking myself, how do I make a winning brand? Again, I'm focusing on how do I make that emotional connection so that people enjoy the brand in the intimacy of their own home. Like it shouldn't just mm-hmm. <laughs> something that they can flaunt. Exactly. And also something that they can flaunt at the same time, like something that they are proud to be a part of. Mm-hmm. But if you have that, if you have that combo, then you're winning. Yeah, absolutely. So basically just being 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 you in a sense, you're just not putting on a facade, you know, not faking it and making that general connection. So, you know, you attract those who like the same well, interests as you possibly. It depends right. if we're talking about personal brand or faceless brand. So we go personal. If it's personal to be in that sense, right? As far well, as making it personal brands Yeah. There is personal brands really is just another way of saying personality. Mm-hmm. So it's just like you know, I say this all the time, like Cardi B didn't have colors or logos. She just was like, just chooses herself. Yeah. And that's her brand. Her brand is the feeling that you get when you listen to her or hear her. It's like, it's this, it's, it's this raunchiness and it's funny. And it's just, <laughs> it feels like you know her as the person. It's yeah. her personality. It mm-hmm. doesn't matter if she, you know, yeah. If for personal brands, it is about showing up as yourself. Yeah. Faceless brands is a little bit different, mm-hmm. but um, yeah. So, do you think it's more tricky? Because I noticed this a question just popped up. Like, you think it's tricky to uh, brand a personal brand versus a, a, a nameless brand or faceless brand? Like, uh, do you think it's more difficult to do it? You know, one versus the other, whether it's on you know Instagram or Facebook? Because I know a lot of young entrepreneurs, and I know a lot of them tuning in right now, and they're probably thinking, well. You know, how do I capitalize on my personal and my faces brand? Like I have two entities, right? I want to build myself, my basic profile, and I want to build, you know, the, the faces profile as far as my brand goes overall. But how can I get them both to the same level? If not, how can I, you know, just grow them both the, the correct way? I think they're both tricky. Mm-hmm. I think it depends on what your strengths and weaknesses are. If you don't have personality, if you don't have charisma, you can't build a personal brand. It's just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. People don't want me to say that, but I don't care because it's <laughs> exactly. So it's like the shy chick or the shy dude in the back who, like, you know, listens to Gary Vee and, like, you know, posts motivational quotes, but you have no 
nerve to like put yourself out there, you're never going to grow a personal brand. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Like, it's okay. There's other things to do. Like, I, that's just a sign that this is not for you anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, because personal, again, personal brand just means personality. Right. So it's like, if there's no, and it doesn't make you a bad person, but <laughs> you have to be comfortable putting yourself out there. That's like rule number one. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people who are not comfortable at, not only in physical reality, but definitely virtual reality. So mm. there's no magical person who's going to come in and make that personal brand for you. Um, right. With a faceless brand, it's tricky in the sense that you have to create, like with Boss Babe, which I consider to be a faceless brand, even mm-hmm. though like, you know, I put myself in or like certain team members put themselves in, mm-hmm. it's still like this brand had a voice and this brand represented a an idea and a philosophy and that had to be, uh, you know, spoken to like that had to be the voice that was speaking to our mm-hmm. so it really just depends on what your strengths and weaknesses are and not being afraid to own up to it mm-hmm. you know absolutely okay gotcha gotcha because i know a lot of a lot of uh followers that i have a lot of listeners are either you know getting ready to embark on the adventure becoming an entrepreneur or they're in the beginning stages of being an entrepreneur so i know that that question probably solidified a lot for them personally so i greatly appreciate that and you know it comes to, you know, a certain perspective too, like on the opposite end, you know, what makes a winning brand. And again, what, what do you think as far as uh, people going into entrepreneurship, why do you think people fail into the field? Like, why do you think people fail in entrepreneurship? And do you believe there are many factors or, you know, certain roles that, that come into play? I think a lot of people fail entrepreneurship firstly because they're not supposed to entrepreneurs and I'm not saying that to be mean I'm saying that Mm -hmm. because I really I'm telling you like after being in this field for I would say like five six years now Mm there's there's just a personality difference who has the capacity and and delegation skills to run a company and someone who doesn't and they're both equally valuable people Mm -hmm. no point in trying to be something that you're not right Right. So I think that's the first reason why people fail. And I think the second reason why people fail is extremely difficult to mm. be a CEO. Literally, it, that's a that's a, a sugar coated way of saying your your entire job is to make hard decisions. That's mm-hmm. all you do. It's not to be on the cover of Forbes magazine. It's yeah. to make hard decisions from the time you wake up from the time you go to sleep. So mm-hmm. it's really easy to fail when your daily schedule is making hard decisions all day it's like mm. how do i spend this much money how who do i fire right um, right you know what risk that sounds horrible should i take today that's what being <laughs> an entrepreneur is and yeah. like i said there are personalities who love it who like you know that's their thing and i'm so grateful lord have mercy i'm so grateful <laughs> that there are people like that in the world but that's right. something i i'm saying all of this because after a few like a year and a half of running boss babe i was like wait i'm not like this Mm. you know i i'm not like this so i need to find someone like this and i focus on my strength which Mm -hmm. is coming up with ideas and you know writing and putting my my ideas out there so yeah gosh you got yeah because everyone you know like you say it's not not at that that title of being a ceo like even though a lot of people want to own their own like if you talk to or interview a thousand people like hey do you want to have your own or work for someone they're going to say i want my own but they don't know, like, it's the sexy. back end. It's <laughs> yeah. sexy. Right, it's Who so is good. Not, like, yeah, like, if you meet someone and, like, oh, I got my own company, like, of course you'd yeah. be like, ooh, like, all right. Like, <laughs> like, what, yeah, like, what you do, right? It ends right? there. It ends there because 
Lord knows, like, if you're really with a business person, mm-hmm. it's not that sexy when you're actually with them because they're stressed out. Hey, it, it is a lot of, you know, ups and downs. Like, me and you probably made that connection because it is a lot of ups and downs. But at the same, it's fun. It's fun, though, like you say, but it, it depends on that person, right? And it's fun, but, like, you have to understand, you're saying it's fun because it's, like, you're probably the type of person who, like, there's people who say, you know, roller coasters are fun. Let's just, like, or skydiving is fun. Yeah, yeah. Let's just go skydiving. And then there's some people, like, hell no. Exactly. You know I mean? So I'm saying it's a preference. It's a preference. Right, right. So everyone is not really entitled to that number one spot, even though they want it. But then again, they might be the best two or three, right? Instead of the CEO, they might be the Look, CEO. CEOs need help. They need people. There's <laughs> exactly. other sexy things to do. There's other things to do. You could be CMO. You could be CTO. You could be CFO. Like, yeah. there are other things to do. And, and yeah. And I feel like a lot of people need to get that, you know, that concept. Like, you don't have to be number one or at the top to make just as much because I feel like a lot of people think, you know, as a CEO, like, yo, you make the most. Mm-hmm. Not really. I mean, you yeah. can still make just as much as, you know, the next person, like number two well, or first three. Of all, first know? of all, if you're going entre- in entrepreneurship to make money, then just get out now. Just get out now. <laughs> right, right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Now the saying goes something like, if you wouldn't be doing what you're doing for free, then mm. just don't do it. Because... True you're just going to lose passion for it. Mm. Entrepreneurship runs on passion. And that's mm. the thing, because that's what I'm trying to say, where it's like, not everyone has that gusto. Right. You have to have enough passion because the only way you can even endure those ups is if, you, if it's bigger than money for you. Mm. It's true. It be money. Right. Got it bigger than you. <laughs> Got to mm-hmm. be bigger than you. Definitely. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I hope everybody who's listening right now, because I know they're listening live and they probably, you know, I'm just over here breaking dreams and shit. They're like, I wasn't expecting expecting this podcast right now. (laughs) What is going on? Right. But no, like, I'm glad that we're doing this because I want people to understand, like, there's different, you know, perspectives and different scenarios that make sense when you're trying to take these ventures and trying to step out and do your own thing. But, you know, for those who are tuning in, because I'm really doing this for those who, like I said, want to take that, that trip down entrepreneurship and want to be in it or just starting off because a lot of them have been requesting, you know, episodes like this or getting someone on just to talk about it. But, you know, what can someone do right now who is either getting ready to launch their first business or who just launched last month to help them avoid like any turmoil, or any potential roadblocks in the beginning to help them get off to a good start? Like what would you recommend your first step as an entrepreneur to do? I think, I think the biggest question is just why. Why mm-hmm. are you doing this? Right. Because there's no point of putting all this energy in something if the why is messed up. If it's mm. just to be loved because nobody loved you. Like, you know, like so much <laughs> of entrepreneurship is so much like mommy and daddy issues that we just haven't dealt with. Like, yeah. it's like, I, and, and I'm not calling anybody out. I think I'm, I'm putting myself in there where it's like, I, I say this in my book where the whole reason why I got into social media and all this is because the attention you can get. You work hard enough, you get all this attention. Mm-hmm. And so that was really appealing to me as a 19, 20, 21 year old. I was like, wait, I can be like famous for like showing up and, you know, <laughs> I can be admired. Like, this is yeah. great. I would love that. This mm-hmm. is what in, in our culture, attention is the, is royalty. And right. as long as you're not getting into it for that, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I think there are a lot of people who are trying to build quote unquote brands that are trying to get into it for that there Mm. has to be there has to be a bigger um incentive 
it's okay to want to put yourself out there. Absolutely. I think it's okay to want to request attention mm -hmm. if there's this intention behind it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's my advice. Got you, got you. So, so guys, so basically, you know, making sure you know your why and what your, your, your values are and your principles and understanding what it's going to take to get from point A to point B. And with that, you have to know your limits and if you can push yourself to accomplish more. I would also is a good one. Mm -hmm. Test for demand. Mm. Okay. Trial Don't and make error. a product that no one wants. There's uh -huh. two ways to make products. Mm -hmm. Well, and this is assuming the person's even making a product, but <laughs> if right. You know how they say, like, one of Steve Jobs' famous quote is like, oh, the people don't know what they want. You have to give them what they want. Mm -hmm. A lot of people say that for, for products that nobody wants. Because, like, somebody will, like, be like, man, well, Steve Jobs said if nobody, you know, you got to make people <laughs> want it, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah. wait, hold up. Steve yeah. Jobs was innovating. He mm -hmm. was innovating, which means he was creating something that nev no one's ever seen before. Right. That's different than doing something that's already been done. Mm -hmm. And then being like, well, you know, I know what the people want. And they just, I'm like Steve Jobs. <laughs> no. Unless you're innovating, you, you have to have demands. Mm -hmm. You want to see that people want the thing that mm -hmm. you're making. Because exactly. a lot of people are so quick to make businesses and have not tested the market. I want to know that you have a customer before you have a business card. Mm. I want to know that you have, you know what I'm saying, a line of people who are interested before you have a website. What's mm. the point of making a business if you don't have any customers? True. 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 And it, it I'm is, tired of that. Yeah, it's trial and error. And, and you, like, I see, it, I see it happen so often. I see it happen so often. And I think that might be another reason why a lot of people, you know, fell in entrepreneurship because they don't do, you know, the, the market research. They don't take How time out How many successful businesses are, do you hear the beginning story, you know, well... I didn't know it was going to be a business. It just, it started off as this thing. And then someone else, someone else wanted it because demand was there. Right. You get what I'm saying? And then they built the house on top of that demand. Mm. People are building whole infrastructures for things that have zero demand. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Just copying it because it's a, you know, $3 billion market or whatever people say to make themselves feel better. Right. People, you know what I'm saying? So that's, mm. that's some like good tangible advice for my my fellow new business owners. <laughs> perfect, perfect. Yeah, because I feel like a lot of people are starting to branch out. Like they look up to, you know, women like yourself or people like Gary V and they're just like, oh, well, you know, they did it, I can do it, which is perfectly fine. But I feel as though people should, you know, tap into things that they like or love where they know that they're great at and take that route versus just listening to Bobby on the corner or, you know, Ricky down the street saying, hey, do this right. instead because the money's coming over here. You know? And so for personal brands, I will say that there is no demand for another Gary Vee. There's no demand <laughs> because guess what? He's yeah. here. Yeah. And that's the whole thing about the personal brand is that it can't be duplicated. Mm. So now is there demand for acceptance? Is there demand for human connection? Hell yeah. So mm. if you show up on the platform and you're your genuine self, the way Gary Vee is or how these other people are, people will connect because there is definitely, there's such a demand for that validation that mm -hmm. people want, but you yeah. can't do it through someone else's personal brand vertical. Right, right. You can't, you can't fake it. You can't put a facade on and try to like imitate. It's not going to work for you. You're yeah. right. You're right. You're absolutely Maybe right. Maybe short term, but long term, no. And we're in this for long term. Exactly. True entrepreneurs are in it for the long term. <laughs>
Wannapreneurs, yeah. right? That's what we, what we call it. Be, and it for the shirts. Yeah. <laughs> now, you know, let me ask you, because I, I know you got like a busy work schedule, right? I know it's probably like tremendous amount of workload on you per day. You know, responsibilities increased, right? Now, how do you balance it all? Because I know a lot of people tuning in probably thinking, okay, she did X, Y, and Z. She went from here to here. How is she able to manage it all? If you do, if not, you know, what's your take on that? As far as balance, I'm the worst. I don't balance anything. <laughs> I don't balance anything. Nothing. Um, <laughs> real answer to that is that real entrepreneurs are very time rich, mm-hmm. because the whole the whole game is learning how to manage your time so you're not trading it for um, money. Mm-hmm. That's the whole game. So I don't feel like I have this overload of stuff. Right. Balance. Mm-hmm. I when I, 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 I'm very, um, I lack discipline in the sense that like, sure, like I wrote a book that takes discipline and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. for the most part, I, I thrive with less structure than more. Mm. There's some people who really need structure, like they need routines and schedules and stuff. I can't do that. <laughs> I just no. can't. So, so what you like freestyle throughout the day? I know you have to have some type of order, right? It's something like yeah, I have order in the yeah. goals. I have like objectives. Like it'll be like, okay, today I'm gonna try to read mm-hmm. X amount of chapters book. I'm gonna try to write this much. It's yeah. very, it's kind of, it's kind of very like boring. I think to most people, like I'm not like out here like, all right, today we're gonna, you know, like, <laughs> right, I, right. I try to go to the park as much as possible. I try to socialize, but it's really. I guess, I guess if I were going to say there is a balance, it's a balance between the consumption and the creation I make. Mm. So it's like, I want to try to make sure I consume enough good quality information mm-hmm. and that I'm creating enough good quality information. Got you. Got you. So yeah. when it comes to balance, you're just like, eh, you know, it, it, it's, it's a fine line of it. To it's you. intuitive. It, it's yeah. intuitive. Like, I don't think there's a third party structure that's mm-hmm. going to... <laughs> help me figure out my balance. I think for some people, yeah, but for me, it'll just be like, all right, what am I feeling for today? Like, what do I know intuitively yeah. my mind and body needs today? And after that, you're good. You're good to go for the whole day, if and not then, the yeah, whole when I know, Yeah, when I know the answer, I'm like, all right. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I got you, I got you. So, I mean, so, okay, so balance is that, right? So, if, let me think of it this way. Well, how big are you on sleep now that I think about it? Because balance, you know, plays a factor health-wise, right? Like, how big are you on sleep? Like, are you the type, like, team no sleep? You know, sleep is oh for suckers? God. Or are you like, What do you nah. think? What are do you like, You think I'm team no sleep? <laughs> are you like, nah, ask you. I got to get my rest, right? <laughs> like, let me sleep in. <laughs> People text me at, like, 10 o'clock. I'm like, where you at? I'm like, I was asleep, bro. Like, I'm asleep. No, yeah. I, I go to sleep early. I wake up early. I'm an early bird. What, were you ever like that, though? Like, in the beginning stages or anything? Like, you, like, stay up super late, like, 2, 3, 4, wake up at, like, 7, If I'm eight. up late, it's, yeah. it's because I'm passionate. Mm. It's not because I'm forcing myself. Mm-hmm. So the, the body is amazing when it's running on passion because you're not hungry mm-hmm. and you're not tired. Yeah. That's beautiful. I try to take advantage of that as much as possible. Like, mm. you ever just, like, have a whole day just, like, woo, and you're, like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Like, where did the time go? Because your whole concept of time is just completely warped yeah. when you're passionate about something. Those are magical times. And I mm. guess that's when I'm, you know, quote, unquote, team no sleep. But I'm not, like, fighting <laughs> sleep. Yeah. That's not me. Yeah. 
Yeah, because everybody believe, I mean, as an entrepreneur, they be like, oh, yeah, they don't rest. They just grind. I mean, we grind, but... People are different. People are yeah. different. I think there are some people who need to, like, who thrive in that type of, like, you know, with that type of lifestyle. Yeah. I'm definitely resting, but every now and then I do have those nights. It's like, okay, let's let's get it right. Let's go. Yeah, and it's a beautiful experience. It's like I think it's some of the best experiences you can have in life when you're so passionate that like nothing matters but whatever you're focused on. Perfect, perfect. So, listeners, those who tuning in, because I actually did an episode probably like two or three episodes ago, and I was actually talking about like health, right? So you heard it from you know Alex Wolf first, well second (laughs) from this podcast platform stating basically you need to rest guys because in order to get your best you got to rest you have to do that first right take time off for yourself take that you know one-on-one session yeah in my opinion resting is working especially like as much as i write and read Mm -hmm. like you you retain so much more of that of that information when you rest so Mm -hmm. for the people who are so focused on being productive rest is productive and if you look at it in that perspective absolutely definitely definitely and it's important now my brain's like everywhere. <laughs> and I know and I know you mentioned, you know, you work with thousands of women basically all over the world, right? Through experiences and social media reach. So let me ask you, during that time when you were, you know, doing your thing out there in the field, what has your community like really taught you when it comes to like women overall as far as like their careers? Like what what have you seen in the field that you see when it comes to women perspectives on, you know, their journey as far as accomplishing what they want? Women want the same thing everyone wants, which is just to be accepted mm-hmm. and to not be bored. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we fight for, um, for you know, this like entrepreneurial status because so much positive attention mm-hmm. in it. And I think all of us want to be positively looked up to, you know, right. I think every human being wants that. And I think that's what makes entrepreneurship so attractive. Mm-hmm. And I think we also want to say that we are responsible for living lives that were stimulating and thrilling and not boring. And I think that's another reason why entrepreneurship seems attractive. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I, I really just think it all comes down to wanting to feel accepted in our communities. Mm-hmm. And just knowing that. So a lot of women in your community or in the community, period, you know, feel as though there's more to this game called life. Right. And they, they want to explore their options, venture out try new things, new spaces, which is great because I feel as though, um, you know, everyone who should, you know, take that chance and dive into what they love and go full speed with it, right? Now, with that in mind, because I know there are, you know, some women listening right now tuning in who, you know, want to start a business again or have an idea, created one, but are scared because of what their parents or friends might say or what society might say, you know, what advice would you give them to say, hey, you got this, just believe in yourself and go for it? I would just say that it's normal. It's normal that people are not going to believe in you. It's yeah. normal. Like, that's, that is more normal than not. You know, like, no one believed in Jay-Z. No one believed in Oprah. No one believed in anyone you look up to. No one believed in them. Mm-hmm. No one believed in me. Do people believe in you? <laughs> right? Okay. Right, so it's right. like, you know, maybe one or two people. Maybe. If that. Right. If that, if that, you're lucky. You're exactly. Like, you're like a, you're, yeah, you're an anomaly. But <laughs> it's normal that people don't um, believe in you. It sucks. I know it's hard. Um, you're gonna, you know, if you keep going, they'll, you know, this is the thing too. They have no reason to believe in you. Like mm. th- this is the other thing that 
mm. is a hard pill to swallow. But like when I was 19 and I was telling my dad, like, I'm going to go, you know, start a business. I'm dropping out of college. <laughs> yeah. He's looking at me like, you're 19. You know, take your ass to school. You know, <laughs> there's no reason to believe in, you know, a 19-year-old right. and blah, blah, blah. And I get that. Mm-hmm. And I can get that because I've, you know, so much has happened and I can look back and be like, okay. And mm-hmm. and it's, it was really coming out of a place of love. It's like, look, I, I made a person. I want this person to be successful. Right. And she wants to go on Instagram. And God knows, you know. And, and so much of our parents, they have no idea what the economy looks like right now. Uh, they're trying oh. to, yeah, they're trying to apply this thing that doesn't work anymore. So, but when you take all that into context, you're like, oh, this is actually a very loving gesture. Mm-hmm. They're being, you know, rude as hell about it. But, you know, it's a loving gesture because they think they know what's best because they're mm. your parents exactly. or they're your friends. You know, they think they know what's best. But at the end of the day, if, if entrepreneurship teaches, teaches you anything, <laughs> is that you know what's best for yourself mm. always intuition always. yes going with that gut feeling and that's big and i hope everyone listening you know was able to take something from that because she's right you know it, it starts and ends with you and in order to get to the next level or what we call here on the show right level up you have to you know be committed to seeing it through and not listen to those on the sidelines because you don't want to end up where they are right now right Listen to um, So Ambitious by Jay-Z. So Ambitious. That song got me through. Because he talks about how he, he played his demo for his uncle. Because mm-hmm. his uncle was like his, his rock, you know? His uncle was just like, he was just waiting for that validation from his uncle. No one else. He <laughs> yeah. was like, yo, this is cool. And his uncle was like, you'll never be better than LL Cool J. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine being exactly. Jay-Z? <laughs> and then your uncle was like, you'll never be better. He could have, that could have been the moment, y'all. That could have been hey. the moment where he was like, you know what? If my uncle said no, then it's a no. Exactly. And, and it could have, it would have Beyonce, wouldn't be no, no blue eyes. Man, it listen, it would have been a whole different culture. <laughs> exactly. It would have been shifted. And that, that even happened with, with Drake, too. I know he had a song. He was like, he played a song for a girl. He was like, um, you know, this is me or whatever. And she's like, oh, it's cool. Put on DMX. Or, you know, you'll never be just as good as Trey songs. And then it's look, look what happened, right? Right. Top now dog. it's like El Cuban who, Trey Songs who? <laughs> He's like, where is Trey Songs? Where is Trey Songs right now? Like I don't even know. Like, he produced any songs or anything right now, or <laughs> it's been hidden. He's trying to he's trying to call Drake. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's crazy. But uh yeah, so with that being said, I mean it, it, it's so many scenarios and different perspectives you can go, especially when situations like that happen. You can either, you know, fold or you can, you know, go all in. And it really depends on you as a person. And I definitely agree with what you were saying earlier. And now I know I don't, you know, I don't have you for long. You know, I've probably, probably been on here for like long on an hour. I know you got stuff to do. But before then, I did want to ask you, um, what can we expect, you know, from the talented Miss Wolf, you know, for the remainder of this year and the years to come? Like any new adventures, any projects you're working on or anything like that? Yeah, I'm working on a project right now that's going to be highlighting um, – what I'm calling attention for sale. And Mm. it's basically about how advertisement business models have deconstructed the collective attention span. Mm -hmm. So like once, once last time you read a book, um, actually a hard copy or audio. Mm-hmm. Yes, hard copy. <laughs> hard it's copy. okay. Be honest. No, no, for me, cause I'm, I'm the type, like I, I grasp audios quickly, but a hard book, it'll have to probably be like three, four months ago. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, um, was it easy? 
you to read or did you find yourself picking up your phone a lot? I mean, it was a book that I did want to look into, but I did find myself picking up my phone. I can't lie. I can't lie that. But Don't lie. Yeah. No, no. I, I definitely, what was the book? What was the book? Now that I think about it, that's sad. It's been three or four months. I can't even remember. But it was a book based off, you know, I think it was entrepreneurship or something like that, but I forgot the right. author too. But anyway, um, yeah, I was picking it up. I definitely want to read. I went to Barnes & Noble, right? Because I was like, yo, I can't find it anywhere else. Go to Barnes & Noble. They got it. Cool. Came back. I was like, since I paid for it, I'm going to read it. So I tried to sit down and read it. And, and I got you like, find out, <laughs> yeah, like five, five, ten pages in. I'm just like, oh, what's going on, Instagram? <laughs> yep. Like, what's, what's, what's this, right? Was the book bad? No, it wasn't bad. It wasn't a bad book. Okay. It's just that. So, okay, let me stop. Let me stop you there. All right. This is what's happening. Mm-hmm. You want to read the book, but mm-hmm. you can't mm-hmm. because your brain is too addicted to the stimulation on social media. Not just your brain, my mm-hmm. brain, and whoever's listening to this. Mm-hmm. And so my next project is going to be about how did it get to a point where you and I and all of us are individuals who want to take in good quality information but can't because we've been, we've been programmed to be addicted to this visual stimulation. Mm-hmm. That, I have a problem with that. Yeah. I'm an author, right? Mm-hmm. So like I want to talk to you in little text on, in a book on a page. <laughs> right. But... I, but that can't compete with the scroll of visuals and mm. videos on Instagram. Mm. So my next project is going to be really breaking down how I think we got to this point and mm. what I think this means for our culture. Because if we are a generation that can't finish a book, it's going to be an issue. <laughs> you know I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's yeah. definitely tough. I mean, and I and I applaud you again. I want to also point out that I appreciate your honesty because yeah. that's the first step. A lot of people don't want to admit that they, you know, that they will reach for their phone and reading a book. Right. And I'm the, like, I'm starting this project for being the first person to say, I sleep with my phone. I'm addicted to my phone. I fight with my phone on a daily basis. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because it's so important that we have that transparency. I, I don't know why we all acting like it's not a thing because you go on the street and you see it right there. Everybody is. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So it, that's my, yeah. Yeah, even even parents now. I'm noticing my mom, my grandma, like on a tablet playing casino slot games. I'm like, what is this? You know, they on Facebook liking stuff. I'm like, oh my goodness. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like to each his own, right? Because human nature being exploited into on itself. That's what it is. True facts, facts. That's definitely true. And you know, we 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 got so much going on, especially in the economy. Like, it's so much happening so fast and. Like I say, I, like I'm accustomed to audio. Like that's just me, per- you know, personally. And some people right. like to enjoy and read books. It's just a preference. So well, a lot of people like audio because you can multitask. Yeah, I mean, I can just walk. I can take a shower. I can drive a car. I can be walking around, going to the gym. Right. Because the idea of sitting down and doing one thing is becoming this out of date concept. Mm, and I'm sure you're gonna talk about that too, huh? <laughs> well, yeah, because I think there's a lot to lose. I think there's a lot yeah. to lose. Got you, got you. I well, don't think it's all bad, but yeah. Yeah, definitely. I don't think so. Either. I think it'd be very beneficial. Well, I'm definitely excited to to hear about that and, and know when you're gonna drop. We got a release date yet? We got any exclusive info you can drop for us, or we gotta no. wait like everybody else? <laughs> no, I'm I'm definitely in the brainstorming. Like we're still like you know figuring out the vision for it, but I'm definitely 
sure that that's gonna be the next focus so gotcha. just keep yeah follow follow me on social media gotcha yeah we definitely gonna do that for sure for sure well we wish you the best in everything you pursue i'm sure we you know we'll all be checking out and stalking your instagram since we don't read books <laughs> right and we'll be tuning in seeing what's going on so i just want to say you know thank you so much personally for coming onto the podcast and sharing your story and enlightening us on your perspectives as far as entrepreneurship and, you know, giving advice and principles for those who looking to embark on this journey. I definitely appreciate you for doing that. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. Absolutely. Absolutely. And now with that being said, cause I know you said definitely stock your page, right? So what's the best way to stay up to date with you with through social media? Is it Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat? Like what's your hand? I prefer people sign up for my email list. Okay. Um, which is on my website at Alex Wolf dot co okay um but if you also want to follow me on instagram my instagram is just alex wolf got you got you perfect so i'll make sure guys that i put that in the description within the episode as well in the title so if you want to follow her and learn more about you know alex and you know make that personal connection you definitely be able to do so and also um your book resonate where, where can they buy that at where can they get that and want to check that out yeah, well. it's on Amazon. You can just put in Resonate Alex Wolf, or it's also the link in my bio on my Instagram. Perfect, perfect. So make sure you check her out. Find out what she's got coming up next. She already gave us an exclusive tip on what she's working on now. And again, thank you so much, Alex, for coming on. I appreciate you. you. And I can't wait to have you on the show again in the near future. Thank you, thank you. Absolutely. All right, guys, and that's a wrap. So until next time, much love, peace, and blessings. I just want to do like a quick little briefing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really quick. Yeah, before we dive into this, so you won't be like, oh, okay, how we get started. Please don't worry about any cursing or anything of that nature. My audience is definitely used to it. <laughs> just okay. in case something you slips out. You cursing them out or something? You're nuts. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, every now and then a word slips out. Well, first off, because this is not even a part of the questions, but do you watch Power? Do you watch Power? Yeah. You don't? Okay, all right. Well, that conversation is over. <laughs> Don't watch Power. <laughs> so how you feel about the Drake album? I know you got to be a Drake fan. I know you got to rock with Drake. Um, I haven't listened to the album. What? No. I'm been... the worst. They're going to be playing Drake all summer. Oh, my goodness. We got to gotta end the podcast now. <laughs> yeah. We got to end it now. So what's your favorite song right now that you got on repeat? For I'm listening life? to... It's an old song. It's from the 90s. It's yeah. called... Um, Memory drift on a memory blip. So what is a fun fact that no one knows about you? Um, I think not that many people know that I would go to Italy every other year of my childhood. How would you convince someone to do something they didn't want to do? I would, I would get them to convince themselves. You're in an event, right? And it's mm -hmm. Oprah and Beyonce and they asked you to hang with one of them for the day, who would it be? Oprah. Oprah, hands down, huh? I mean, yeah. But that's Bay though. You gonna let Bay go? For... I mean, what are me and Beyonce gonna do? Like, oh, dance? Like, I'm sorry, <laughs> but like... I... To push you, not just to Oprah, but everybody else and, you know, Jay and all his people too. Or you'd be like, nah, I'm gonna stick with Oprah. Bro, it's Oprah, son. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about right now? <laughs> Oprah has been in the game. Wisdom. Right. The, that's the game. That's the game. That's what I want. Day. Yeah. Yes. As a black woman, mm. I'm trying to get black woman wisdom. Mm, black Who excellence. Who has more? Yeah. Who has more? 